This is Connie. And this is Janice. And you're listening to But Where Are You Really From? on 89.1 FM WNYU. In our show, we'll discuss the issues facing Asian Americans as individuals who experience injustice but also perpetuate it. Whoa! It's our first episode! We've been talking about making a podcast together for so long, partially as a joke, but now it's a reality. Um, It's crazy to think that we're actually here making one. Yeah, it really was a joke at first. (laughs) Like, Connie has a video on her computer. I think it's like two years old now, and it's just us talking into a camera after security guard was racist towards us. (laughs) And ever since then, making a podcast about being Asian was something we always kind of wanted to do. So before we jump into our conversation and talk a little bit about what our podcast is going to be about, we wanted to introduce ourselves. So me first, I'm Connie, I'm a senior, and I study violin and creative writing, specifically poetry. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, best city, and I'm Chinese American. Uh, my, both my parents are immigrants. <laughs> Same. My, but my parents are Korean, though. Okay. I'm Janice, I'm also a senior, but... I study psychology, creative writing, and French, but those are none of those are things I'm planning to do later on, so that's good. <laughs> I'm from Los Angeles, but more specifically Orange County in Southern California. All right. Okay, yeah. So we also just decided that we wanted to do a fun fact every week. Um, we will both just answer the same question. Maybe it'll get deep later on. But for now, we're going to keep it light. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about our boba orders at Boba Guys, because they're the best around campus, I would say. Yeah. Um, so for me, I'm Connie. My boba order is always an iced matcha latte with oat milk and 30% sweetness and boba. Okay, so when I go to Boba Guys, I always get a muscat oolong. <laughs> I always get normal milk because if I don't, then it just ends up tasting like the milk I get. And then I get 30% sweetness and I ask for bubbles because I'm fake. I say bubbles instead of boba, even though I'm from Southern California. Every time I go home, everyone is just has so much to say to me. <laughs> okay, so that brings us to our podcast. <laughs> but where are you really from? So, Connie, why are we making this? Good question. Like many other fields, we found that it's more on the rare side to see an inclusive variety of discussions led by a variety of Asian people. The hope is that for our Asian American listeners, if you've been searching for this kind of content, you're like an avid podcast listener, what have you, we hope to fill some of that gap for you. Mm -hmm. And for the Asian Americans who might be listening in, who move through the world without necessarily thinking about the implications of race or privilege in your life. We hope that you can listen to this. We hope that our discussions will resonate with you and that you can feel like you can join in on the conversation mm-hmm. and wake up to what's happening in the world. Yeah, because we know things sleep in. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, but going off of that, since we're both East Asians and... We still want the podcast to be inclusive of all Asian Americans. Um, We're going to be inviting guests who can provide the insight and perspectives that we don't have. And we don't have a lot. (laughs) 
We're both East Asian. We're both women. We're both cisgender. We're both heterosexual. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's just a lot. There's, a, there's many gaps that we want to fill. We also want to emphasize how this podcast isn't just for Asian Americans. The hope is that everyone, no matter what community you identify with, can glean something or gain some kind of empathy by listening in on what we talk about. Mm-hmm. We just realize that representation isn't something that only affects the people who are represented. It literally goes towards changing our entire perspective of the world. We're only one part of a larger conversation that has been ongoing for decades in terms of Asian American history. We definitely don't know everything, and we don't plan on acting like we do. Yeah, because we don't. (laughs) Yeah, we don't. (laughs) The podcast world doesn't have much Asian American representation, so we're coming in knowing the responsibility that we have as maybe one of the few podcasts that whose central theme is to like represent aspects of the Asian American experience. Our own perspectives have been shaped by plenty of privilege, both like financial, educational, um, etc. And so we hope to be making the show with humility. So in our pursuit, we ask for solidarity and we're also ready to show our support for other communities by doing this. Um, Yeah, and so that's what our podcast is about. Pretty much our mission statement. With all that, That brings us to what we want to talk about in this episode, our pilot, which is the general landscape of Asians in American mainstream media. The past few years have seen Asians reaching new milestones, like all my friends love Mitski. I'm so proud. Not enough people went out to see Gook, but Crazy Rich Asians did really well in the box office, and Constance Wu got a nod from the Golden Globes for her role among like other nominations mm-hmm. for the movie and just general recognition. Sandra Oh was the first Asian to host the Golden Globes and the first Asian woman to win multiple Golden Globes, her first being in 2005. Yeah, and speaking of award shows, we watched the Oscars this past Sunday and we were so excited to see Bao win. I cried so hard when I watched that. Yeah, me too, except all the white people laughed. I was like, nice. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> and apart from movies, there's also a lot of comedians who are Asian. Hassan Minhaj has his own Netflix show, Patriot Act. Ali Wong and her two Netflix specials, Ken Jung just made one. We're like we're not the butts of jokes anymore. There's like a whole host of athletes actually. The Winter Olympics was really crazy to watch. Um, there was like Nathan Chen, Vincent Joe. My fave. <laughs> Mariah Nagasu, Karen Chen, um, Chloe Kim, Shuatani's, and then there's YouTube, which mm. is a whole world in and of itself. True. Jenin. Superwoman. Yeah, we could just go on for a while, like, <laughs> listing all of these names, and there's probably even more that, like, haven't made it into that, yeah. like, public Like, they haven't eye. had their break yet. Mm-hmm. Or, like, never did, mm. which is sad, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. So whoever we don't mention, just want to say that we see you or your whatever you're contributing, putting out into the world is super important. Even the people who have been inspired by Asian culture in some way, like I'm thinking of Porter Robinson, and then there's like behind the scenes people who are in writer's rooms, they're the ones behind the camera. Um, I don't know, they're just... So many people. It feels really good to be able to, like, not be able to say everyone's names and include Mm. everyone, almost. Even though we wish we could. 
it's a pretty exciting time to be an Asian American, I would say. Yeah, I think so. And that's not even to mention just like activists and that mm -hmm. whole side of history too. But yeah, I think though the question does need to be asked. Like just the fact that these Asian entertainers, athletes, and artists made it doesn't really mean that the stereotypes about a community no longer apply. Like our parents still kind of want us to all go to Stern or become doctors or lawyers. Yeah, there is definitely still a lot of tension there, both in terms of what our parents expect from us and what society deems as appropriate for Asian people. Mm -hmm. Part of it is like, we didn't think that Asians could make to the mainstream, almost like, I guess we'll be confined to YouTube forever and <laughs> we'll just be watching like Wong Fu shorts until we <laughs> until die. <I> die. <laughs> but now that there's this like momentum building up, it's clear that ascribing talent to races is kind of dumb and illogical and it always has been. Yeah. It's, I don't know, this is something that as dumb as it is, it's perpetuated by non-Asian people as well as Asian people. Racism is pretty alive in the Asian community and I think any one of us can speak for that, have noticed that. And I don't know, it actually reminds me of something that you told me about, honey, your conversation with your dad. Yeah, I definitely think that a lot of, um, a lot of what comes up in our conversations is just a reflection of the stereotypes that have um, kind of like seeped into my parents' like understanding of what we can and can't do as Asian people living um, in America right now. Mm -hmm. Like what specifically? Just like really weird general stuff like Asian people are small so we can't play football and basketball <laughs> and stuff like that. And I was like, well, what about Jeremy Lin? And he was like, I don't know, anomaly. <laughs> Um, was there anything else that he, like, said? Well, I brought up the point about how it's not really necessarily what we're built for, mm -hmm. but it's more of, like, what do we already think that we're capable of? And I feel like that's so much mm -hmm. of that is, like, what pushes us to, like, pursue these things. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because it's it definitely matters how you grow up, like, what you think is available to you. And so the fact that our parents grew up, not grew up, but they came to the United States as immigrants with a hope to build a better life. And I think because that was their main preoccupation, that's, I don't know, it's kind of sad to say, I don't mean to say that that's where their dreams stopped, but it just almost came to a point where, you know, it's their children who have to live out their dreams for them when I was like growing up in high school I mean I feel like all parents do this where they're like I think you could be this uh, but we would like get into arguments I would be very methodical with my arguments like when I wanted to sleep over at a friend's house I would literally make a powerpoint and my mom was like you could <laughs> be a lawyer <laughs> maybe you could be I definitely didn't make powerpoints as a kid no it was so stupid it'd be like pros blah 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 and I'd be like cons none end PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> and I was like, you could be a lawyer. And I was like, mm. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I honestly think it makes sense to see it from a parent's perspective, like why they always try to push us towards something that is kind of prestigious or is perceived with a degree of stability. But the reason why my mom would say that to me, um, 
she often told me about how she really wanted to be a lawyer when mm. she was like in school because she really just liked the idea of like having to like speak persuasively and mm. like knowing the law and stuff like that. She also for a second she told me that she like dreamt about being like a female conductor because there's oh. so much like power in that position. Wow. And she got like really excited about it when I said that I wanted to be a musician. Oh. Because these are, like, these little dreams that yeah. she had for a second, but never really had the chance to, like, really flesh out. Yeah. And so there's also, like, a lot of pressure from that. Yeah. It's kind of, I don't know, it's weirdly our responsibility to keep to that status quo to make sure that everyone else is feeling comfortable. Yeah, so we, we're seeing, like, the effects of how this type of, like, culture that needs to be established needs to start early, I guess. Yeah. Like, it has to have its roots somewhere. Um, or just, like, the way it falls. It just, if you're an immigrant, it's just gonna happen like that, I think. Mm. Like, the f- people who first get here are gonna be concerned about, like, what are we eating? How are we paying rent? But I think after that, like, once you have that base mm. of privilege, of financial stability, I think that's when you can kind of leave the nest and dream a little bigger. Mm. Um, it reminds me of something that Hassan said in Homecoming King. Like my dad's from that generation like a lot of immigrants, where he feels like if you come to this country, you pay this thing like the American dream tax, right? Like you're going to endure some racism, and if it doesn't cost you your life, well, hey, you lucked out, pay it. There you go, Uncle Sam. But for me, like a lot of us, I was born here. So I actually have the audacity of equality. So that's all well and good. I think a very apt observation about the experience for many children of immigrants who are Asian, maybe others too. So what does that mean for us going forward? I mean, it's difficult, right? I think we have to grapple with the fact that if we're not the ones forging a path and moving forward, then who will? I think it's at the point where it's like come onto our shoulders now. But it's hard. I mean, I don't necessarily want to relegate my parents into the wrong. And it's also a matter of what our specific generation's role will be. Mm. Maybe it won't even happen for our generation. Maybe it'll be like the generations after us. Yeah. Who are kind of going to take it into that, like the roots starting just from knowing what the possibilities are after seeing all these people being represented. But yeah, we're just in this different space. So I think that everything that we're going to be producing or making is going to look a lot different from say like the strides that the black community has like had within like the fabric of american culture and the relationships between asian people and black people is also very fraught and that's something that we want to talk about also in future episodes because there's a lot to that right yeah i mean i think you're right like we're mostly taking a form or some kind of thing that already exists and infusing elements of our Asian culture, like our upbringing or just something about us. And so it's more so that we're making art that accommodates us. We did it. (laughs) (laughs) That's our first episode. This was But Where Are You Really From on 89.1 FM WNYU. See you next week.